if I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words, I ain't here to flip no birds or sit no serve, hope the future generations can get this urge, stay woke youngin' and avenge these nerds, uh. It's Tuesday. Yay, Taco Tuesday. Taco. I had a burrito, so I, I'm still. Oh, alive. there you go. There you oh. go. Darn, I should have made a margarita. Burrito hole. There's, there's actually a great uh, burrito spot by us. Really? Yeah, I'll put you on. I got you, fam. Okay, let me know. Let me know. Oh, man. Oh, man, those authentic burritos, though. They hit the spot. Man, I, I want tacos now. You see what you guys did? That's yeah, damn it. Got, That's not you. I mean, That's no, we, we got, I've got, we've yeah, got, we got all the tacos here. So, y'all got food for days, man. Y'all <laughs> should not be complaining Ooh. at all. I, I'm Ooh. not complaining. He's complaining. We found a, a Korean chicken spot, and oh, my Ooh, God. nice. Yo, oh, and he the has the nerve to be By yo. the way, me and the girlfriend said we were already like planning a trip to like come see you guys at some point. So, Cool. Be ready. Oh yeah, yeah, we go. We go to that. What was it? The 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 the, the what is it? The, the grilled cheese spot too. They got oh, the crab cakes, crab cake and crab uh, crab cake and uh, grilled cheese. Yeah, they're oh. really good. I'm here for oh, it. Man. Mm. We're here for all the food. As you guys can see, I'm not see, here for the seafood. <laughs> as you guys, they, they do other stuff. Selfish allergies. They do oh. other stuff. Uh, Seabass doesn't do seafood the, either. The so they, they do other is stuff. Fish. Oh, That's it. it. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's get on with it. The announcements. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's worth <laughs> It's not. It's not. I can't breathe. <laughs> Thank you, little steady hands. So oh, announcements. Here we go, guys. We are here every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you guys are always tuning in. Make sure you follow Tiles by Law as well, because he is always doing his stream before the show. So you can get a pregame to join the show. Yeah. Catching him on his streams every Tuesdays. And what were the other days? Are Friday? Uh, Sunday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Uh, Sundays at 4, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5. I'm on a brief hiatus, but I plan on coming back in May after I finish up a couple uh, edits for Guy in his video shoot that I did. We just wrapped filming uh, Sunday. Maybe we'll have, like, we'll have to talk to Guy. Maybe we'll do, like, a premiere on Nerds, the music video. Guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a you and him conversation. I'll call, <laughs> I'll call the guy. Um, second thing, what was the next announcement? Medusa's Cascade every Saturday on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to the podcast. You could go to the Ambient site, listen to it, love it, like it. So many episodes out, are, so many episodes. We are really close to real-time recordings now. Like, it's it's getting crazy where, like, oh, it like is? yo, that just happened, like, gotta, maybe, like, two months ago or something like I that. I got to listen because I got to do – I'm doing this week's recap, so I got to find mm. the time to listen. Oh, this week's episode was when you uh, – Palmed shanks in, in the room. Oh, sh oh, really? That's this. Yeah, that oh, just easy. came out. That's I mean, literally. Just, that's literally maybe like, it just do that off the cuff because I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's literally the first episode of like uh, us on or the first night of us on the uh, the airship. Ooh, airships. So you guys, airships. You guys lose me every time we talk D and D, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. We're gonna get you on D and D. Don't worry, Val. We got uh, you. No, I we're gonna, don't. We're gonna break I you can't. in. That's it's it. So hard. Is it just you don't want another thing to be addicted to? Because like it's, I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> I have so many is. different things, and that's it's hard for me to keep is. up with that. So adding another thing to my plate, I'm just not on that side yet. One I can't. Don't no, no worry, it's gonna happen. One it's gonna happen. But one of one. It's, gonna, it's just like Thanos. It's and finally, yeah. finally, <laughs> finally, the next amount, the next announcement, our final announcement. 
In Beyond Con's virtual show is returning August 20th and 21st at InBeyondCon.com. So you can get your VIP tickets because they're putting together a huge VIP package. Big package. And again, as the virtual show is this third year virtual, so make sure you guys um save the date because um you can watch the con from wherever you are at. That is it. So that, oh, wait, what's that? Do I have another message coming up? Yeah, I was gonna go. Hold up, George. Go, 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 go. Yo, yeah, word up. Hold on. See, see, Tone got the shirt oh. this week. I was rocking it last week. Wait, wait. wait. No, I, I, I got, got mine. It. I, I got, just got it. mine today. I got it last week, but you know, I'm a wonder dog. Gang, gang. <laughs> Make Not sure you fair. guys are checking out George Medina. Wonder Doc. It's dropping. It goes live on uh, May fourth. Now, thank you, George. Without further ado, so we got a great show for you guys tonight. So we got a great guest that's coming on tonight. Yeah, you know, AGG. So we have a great guest that's coming on tonight. Awesome artist. Um, thank you for the hookup again, George. Um, again, George introduced us to this artist. Um, we're gonna go into a little bit of a creative series, get to know this artist, get to know his work. Um, after that, we're gonna get to talk about Moon Knight, and then following that, we're gonna close the night with Halo, the first three episodes of Halo. But without further ado, um, so again, we have an artist who's been on the scene um since been freelancing since 1992, um, has done some great masterful works. Um, again, just looking at some of his works that he sent over, great, awesome oil painter. Um, again, he's done like shows like a great Philly comic con. Um, so people will definitely have heard and seen him and it's an honor to have him on. We want to bring on the one, the only Hugo Bravo. Hugo, what's up? Hey. Hey. Hello. Welcome to the hey. show. Hello. Hello. This is exciting. What's Congrats, up, Hugo? Guys. How's everything? We've been we've been talking back and forth and all that. Hugo, it's a science to have you on. It's great to finally meet you, man. How's it? How have you been? Yo, let me just say that, you know, how would I say? Um, this is a very historical moment because I've never done one of these before. Oh, and, that's awesome! Uh, and you guys are the first. You guys are the very first podcast. Ah, uh, that's know, awesome. That I connect with. So I'm pretty excited, you know. Like I follow you guys. You do you do so much of many things, <laughs> and I enjoy it. a lot. You know your um, I, I don't know if it was called like creative corner or whether you talk to an artist in particular, along yeah. with the other segments where you talk about pop culture and you talk about what's going on. So I like that how you do reach out to talent and and you care to share about their experiences along with sharing what you guys bring you know, to the, to the community. So this right, is let's like, let's wow. It's great. Oh, you see? Thank you. So you, you've been a freelance illustrator since 1992. You've definitely been on the New York scene. You're from New York, New York. Um, again, fellow New Yorker. Um, yeah, New and, York and, in the building. That's right. You've done like from stuff from covers, CD covers. You've done some great and and just looking at your stuff, looking at your portfolio. So everyone wants to know the origin story of Hugo Bravo. What was it like for? What inspired you to pick up that brush, get into oil painting, sketching, everything? Tell us. What, 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 let us get into your mind of Hugo of how you started. All right. Well, um, it's it's um, it's quite an enriching story. Uh, right off the bat, I have two brothers and a sister. I'm the eldest. Then we got two boys, then the sister. So me and my brothers were all just one year behind each other in birth. And it turns out that we all have the artistic gene. Cause you know, they're just as talented with regards to like painting and drawing and all of that. So they're pursuing their art through their little avenues. And we clearly inherited, you know, from my mom because she was, um, She's retired now, but she was a, a head pattern maker. 
So she was in the fashion world, you know, designing and doing all of that stuff for uh, under the brand Nicole Miller. So, nice. you know, we, 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 I say we got that creativity from under her. And on a, on a side note, we always kind of laugh because we say to ourselves, okay, so, you know, we're the starving artist. For my sister, she went down the route of like medicine and, and you know, she was smart, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, it runs in the family. Her daughters, you know, they're very talented as well, artistic and musically. So recognizing that there was something there, decided to, um, I guess, commit to it professionally and, and, and pursue it. Um, just a little bit backstory. Right after high school, I did four years in the Marine Corps. Thank and you as for your I service. was thanks. And as I was getting ready to get out, I spoke to my younger brother, who was at the moment going to FIT. And I said, Rich, you know, I want to join, you know, I want to go to college. I want to explore more of the art stuff. And he said, Yo, come over here to this university. It's really good. And without thinking it twice, signed up and did four years of that. So nice. four years of FIT. And that's what puts us at the timeline of 1992, graduated, and then began to explore where the art could take me. And kind of like a, a rude awakening happened that after you graduate, because I made you an illustration. At the time, you know, you couldn't land a nine to five drawing and painting. All day. Yeah. I... And in 94, the computers were in their infancies. So FIT didn't have a strong graphics department. Mm-hmm. So upon graduation, I landed a job as a, as one of the security guards at the Metropolitan. So man, I was in heaven. And with um, the fresh knowledge of, you know, art history in my mind, I was able to help out all, all those students with their artwork projects and stuff like that at the museum. So that was kind of like fun to interact with the crowd in that way. And then one thing led to another, um, I started exploring what the computer was. Friends had it. I said, yo, what's it like? Let me play with it. And little by little self-taught the computer, which leads me to this day where I earn a living as a graphic designer in the children's apparel industry. Nice. Creating um, licensed, <clears throat> licensed swimwear for boys and outerwear. So, so I'll put Mickey, I'll put Superman on a swim short. <laughs> and so I'm, in, I'm having fun all day. Nice. Well, let's I've take a look right here. Your work. <laughs> let's yeah. see right here. So while you're talking oh. here, and so so you you did graphics, and look at this, look, look guys, look at this pencil work right here, yeah. and this rendering just with the pencil. It, you're you're a beast with it. I was looking at this for for a few few minutes and everything, few hours. It's like I just had to really just like wow, and this <laughs> is just awesome. I'm like all in all over here. Like, so, yeah, like, uh, it's a it's a speed lapse, but it just seems it's just so so seamless. Mm-hmm. It's right, just, I um. <laughs> I'm I'm clearly inspired as the majority of artists, you know, with the uh, Frazetta, Boris. I'm more into realism and with a focus with the human figure. I'm not much into landscapes, animals, skyscrapers, or you know, architecture. My thing is the figure. So the majority of my portfolio will consist of images that I painted or drawn. And I really very passionate about the graphic pencil as well as oil paint. Those are like my strongest. Uh, mediums to use. It's beautiful. It great. I like how you're showing this. this, is, this, is, this is awesome. <laughs> said, I told you we're gonna show the video. I got you. <laughs> it's beautiful. But if it's... you had to, would you pick up like a pencil first or a paintbrush first? Um, like what feels more the... natural? What feels like your your go to? Oh, um, the pencil just because it's faster. 
mm-hmm. you know? Uh, oil paint, you know, it takes its time, but it's nice to see how it morphs and little by little you begin to see, right. you know, what comes out of that. And uh, currently the piece that you're showing is, you know, one of my recent uh, personal works. And it was inspired by a Conan piece that a very uh, famous comic book illustrator uh, did. Um, oh, man, I can't get his name right now. It's all good. We'll I'll, find I'll, look it up. <laughs> I'll look it up. But um, His shading work is really, really good. Yo, it's insane. Thanks. And, and mind you, you know, I don't birth it out of my mind. You know, I research reference. Like I shot, you know, images of my wife in certain poses and combined, you know, stuff from everywhere. So it's like a Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And then I have that as my photo reference and I begin to work off of that. But uh, it's definitely, you know, uh, my passion. I totally enjoy everything. Um, I haven't crossed the digital divide. Although I earn a living as a graphic designer, I know Photoshop, I know Illustrator and all of that. I'm still very traditional when it comes to my art. Mm. No, it's, it's so, you, there's, there's something about traditional that still um, beats like digital. Like digital is great for touch-ups um, and it's great to do like yeah. quick work, but you can see in this, like you still can't touch traditional work. It just, it just looks so beautiful. It lacks the texture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with what a lot of artists do achieve with certain applications and whatnot, but I guess I'm still caught up with the mindset that at the end of the day, I got something tangible. In fact, look, here it is, you know? Oh, nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> so nice. illustration board, you know, and, and it feels good to like, to be like, yo, there's the original and that has a value in it right there. So, right. George says, wow, that's insane. But he also wants to know how long does this take in real time? Oh, I mean, if if I were to just sit in a room and not be bothered from beginning to end, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it probably, I don't know, maybe, you know, five hours, you know, not. Wow. That's you know, still, that's still, five hours is not yeah. bad. That's, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, I, I work on this stuff, you know, when I get home from work and I'm there mm-hmm. doing it and I break the midnight oil, da da da. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, you get caught up in the zone. You don't know, like, oh man, three hours went by. Oh, wow. You know? Have you ever lost all... inspiration? Like, Did get ever... stuck? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I've experienced um, the equivalent of writer's block where, mm-hmm. you know, there it is. You're looking at this white canvas and you're like, so what, now what? Like, what do mm-hmm. I do? You know, yeah. you, you try to like brainstorm something kind of original or, or try to give a twist to something that's already been done. But there's been times where I sit there and I'm like, that's man, like insanely realistic. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a, that was a, my most recent commission. Um, this lady Oof. saw my work online and she reached out to me and said, hey, can you do me a portrait of Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow? And I'm like, wow, that sounds interesting. And she gave me the image to work with. That's why you see it's so cropped off and, and it's just the head, it's not the figure. Right. You know, this is what she wanted. But one of the things that makes me proud of this piece onto myself is since we're no longer in school, we're not being challenged with projects. So I yeah. like to challenge myself with each new piece to try to achieve, you know, another like I guess uh skill set. So you might think like Oh, so the next project, you know, I'll make sure there's like glass so I can try to learn how to render glass or metal or wood. So 
So with the Johnny Depp, being that it's just a portrait, and that's oh, wow. the real Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> when it's just a portrait, and, and I knew that the strength had to be in in the likeness as well as um, the hair. Mm-hmm. So through this piece, I've been able to develop more confidence in rendering hair because prior to this, my hair in a lot of my images was more like just blocks of color with some highlight, no real organic feel to them. But this portrait presented so many challenges because he's got dreads, he's got regular loose hair, he's got braided hair, he's got everything. So I did a lot of reviews on YouTube and I kept trying this, trying that, trying to see if I can achieve that look that he had. And and what you see is the result of that effort and then trying to like get it right. And the lady liked my style, which is, you know, photoreal, if you can call it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I concentrated to like achieve it, you know, everything nice and proportion and the color and the shading. And I love doing portrait work because of the challenge of trying to capture a likeness. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something, you know, if ever given the chance, I, I really get into it. It doesn't always have to be Dungeons and Dragons, you know, a <laughs> of any kind. It would, would be great, you know, like, it's awesome. No, you you definitely um, gotta get you, a. Could you imagine a piece. Galahad piece like this? Oh Ooh, man! You think, you think, yeah, I told him uh, I'm like counting for one. So, <laughs> so, uh, so Hugo, so so looking at this, I so looking at your speed lapse and before, and kind of like wanting to know about your process. So, you sketch out the portrait from, and you sketch that out, and you do, and you're, you, and then you paint on on top of that, because it looked like a really high definition sketch that you did of right. Johnny Depp, and then you paint on top of it. Okay. In the in the in the Johnny Depp scenario, I didn't go in as heavy as I normally do, which is like what you see in the Red Sonia. Mm-hmm. But I do go in with let's say I blow up the image to the size that I plan on painting. And then with carbon paper, I trace out the image. So mm-hmm. that's how I secure my proportions and I guess you know the likeness and stuff like that. And then with guided by that pencil line from the tracing, I begin to apply the color. Now, one of the things in in the past, what I've done is I've paint, I've done the sketch to the level of what you saw the red Sonia being with the rendering and the shading and all that. (laughs) And then I would literally paint right over that. So the original pencil would no longer exist. But my wife, she started encouraging, wow, the pencil is so good. You should save that and paint on a separate canvas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can have two. So you can have the mm-hmm. pencil and then you could have the painting. Right. So I now, think... with, I'm sorry, with the Red Sonia, the plan is to have that on the illustration board as the pencil showcase piece. And then I'll do like a very simple line drawing tracing on, on a canvas the way you saw the Johnny Depp. And then at the end, you will have the two works, the pencil and the oil paint. That is so, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> let's see, let's see like how you're going in there with the, the highlights and everything to bring the texture. So my question to you is this, is that 
again, it, it, sometimes when you're dealing with textures, like particular textures, it sometimes could be a little bit annoying and everything. What have been some of the most difficult textures for you to try to capture on paper and in your paintings? And how did you get around or some of the tricks that you learn with capturing some particular textures that you um, have um, done in your paintings? Well, um, I don't, how would I say, when it comes to the pencil work, the textures, um, the, to me, there's really not that, no difficulty. Like I, I look at an image and then I'll know to use, oh, this might help with the answer. When it comes to drawing with the pencils, I, I use the, I guess that pencil set where you got the grades of different yeah. values. Right, it's not like one pencil works all the magic. I do get into the heavy lead, the light lead. So maybe that helps with the pencil side, achieve certain textures in the sense of values so that I'm not trying to render metal and glass using one number two pencil. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll vary yeah. it. Uh, when it comes to the, to the painting, that in itself, I've, you know, I've gone as far as using like sponges, or old beaded up brushes so that they can give me the flakiness that I need. And, and really just kind of like looking at images and, and trying to like pull from them the information that I need to just put down the, 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 what's the basic necessary stuff for you to be able to read and be, oh, okay, that's metal. I see because mm -hmm. it reflects light and stuff like that. Oh, I see that's a, that's a dull surface. So, you know, um, stuff like that, you know. So, that's beautiful that was insanely decent mm -hmm. like that is like mm -hmm. i'm just looking at it i was like that looks so <laughs> like i'm in a carbon copy like, <laughs> I, like, it like my brain can't compute that you didn't just like go and take a picture mm -hmm. right i you know like like i said um i i get into it like that but i also know how to hold back because as as you guys are artists as well you've experienced what it is to see something, let's say online. And then when you go to the museum or you see the piece originally, you're like, wow, I know that. Oh, look at all those textures or look how it fades over here and stuff like that. So when you do see original work, you'll be able to see the brush strokes, the little okay. thick here, the little thick there. And, and that's what an original brings you know, to you as the viewer, that kind of stuff. But uh, everything digital, like when I show it on my iPad at Comic-Con, a lot of people sometimes be like, oh, are you digital? I'm like, no. You know, it's traditional, old school. <laughs> They're all oil painting. So it, it's interesting for the conversations, you know? Mm -hmm. what's, a, what's a piece that you've done that took, like, because you said five hours is usually your normal time. What's something that you did that you were like, I probably won't ever do something this big or this crazy again? Oh. Um, I mean, mind you, five hours, like, in the sense of, like, some pencil work but everything else you know definitely takes well, quite a while longer right yeah the, the paintings and whatnot um but a piece that i'm like biting more than i could chew i don't know like uh um i don't know none, none come to mind i mean they're all fairly small when it comes to maybe there's there's this one piece where yeah, this client, she asked me to do a portrait of her as a... Um... Oh. Wow. Well, you want to talk is about that? Is that the Statue of Liberty in Bringing the water? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this wow. was going as an album cover, right? Right, right. All right, so listen to this. 
you guys are gonna be like blown away by what you're seeing here. Right off the back, once again, you guys are the first ones that I, you know, ever have this one-on-one -on -one with. And aside from my social media, through you, this is the first time, especially YouTube, this is the first time that this is being viewed and the story I'm about to share, because, you know, I haven't jumped on YouTube to talk about what I'm about to talk about. So this piece represents the album cover to a CD of a rapper called Jeru the Damager. Back in the 90s, you know, I had the chance with a photographer, a friend of mine who's very known in the circles of uh, hip hop photography to collaborate with him on this uh, painting where he was gonna superimpose the image of the rapper and that would become the wraparound to a CD, to a CD. Nice. So how would I say it? Um, okay, so I didn't know, I didn't follow the rapper at the time. So I said, you know, let me listen to some of his music. And when I, uh, started hearing his music one of the songs uh was entitled come clean and one of the lyrics in the in that song said something to the, to the extent of don't rattle the raft of this rhyme inventor because i can blow up spots like the world trade center mm. and i was like mm. what so that was 1994 and i was just like jesus man that sounds crazy so I began to uh, brainstorm ideas as to like what that visual could be. And I thought of like an apocalyptic looking New York with the Statue of Liberty in the water, the Brooklyn Bridge is collapsed, that's where seaports on fire. And I put one of the towers, wow. as you can see, yeah, one of the World Trade Center towers on fire. So the photographer, he loved it. We ran it by the rapper that he loved it, his whole crew. And it went on to become the CD cover as you, as you saw earlier. Mm. So the reason um, this is like a, a big deal now is this, here it is 30 years later, and the photographer was invited to be a part of an auction at Sotheby's for a lot of hip hop memorabilia. And he reached out to me about a year and a half ago asking me if I still had the painting. And I said, yeah. And he said, yo, we can make it part of this batch of stuff that's gonna be auctioned at, at Sotheby's. And I was like, what? That's crazy. So a year and a half later or so, after COVID and all, Sotheby's finally put the whole thing into play. And just this month in April, they had the auction. And this painting was was bought at nice. Sotheby's. Oh, that's yay. incredible. Wow. Yeah, man. 30 years. That's that's crazy how it all turns around. Yeah. Right. You, you, you know, the thing's been sitting in a portfolio case for 30 years. And, you know, I don't think about it. It's just there along with a bunch of other artwork. And you never know what can happen. And this is a prime example of that. And of all places, Sotheby's, you know, I was thinking like, damn, man, you know, I'm like fancy <laughs> now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who goes, you know, who's invited to that? So, you know, it was an amazing experience. They had it on exhibit with a bunch of other stuff for about a week. Uh, I learned, and I'll share this with you, that when Sotheby's has an auction online, it runs for a week. So it went from Wednesday to Wednesday, and that's internationally. But mm. they also have the in-house auctions, which is what we're used to seeing, where they wave the hand yep. and the number. Hammer. That's a one-day deal. Yeah, that's a one-day deal. It happens that one day, then it's done. So for a week, people were able to visit the website, check out what's going on with it and all. And the lady was telling us, don't be discouraged if you don't see any activity to the last day. I'm like, all right. 
So Wednesday morning, you know, I look, I log on and like no one's bidded nothing. And I'm like, damn, man, this isn't going to sell at all. And actually, you know, because there is a timer, just like an eBay auction, you know, someone must have done it right, you know, that I get the call and I'm like, yo, congratulations, you're a Sotheby's artist. I'm like, what? It's sold? And, you know, and, and it's sold. So oh, I was, that's man, fantastic. That I, I was like, man, yeah, because it's like, you know, what are the odds of that? I mean, it's right. incredible. So, yeah, man. Um, so, you know. It's got to feel good. Yeah, the, 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 the yeah. blessings, they, they, they come mm -hmm. in so many ways. So, um, I very, well, you, I, you know, I feel very fortunate. So. Well, you deserve it all, man. You, you've been, you, like I said, you've been freelancing since 1992. You've been killing it. These, these pieces are fantastic and you deserve everything tenfold. And, um, again, I, I look forward to seeing more and have you more in the show and all that. Um, and I want to thank you for coming. Tell on us show. about your, yeah. your social media. All How can it. people look at yeah. your work? Oh, uh, you have yeah. to plug yourself <laughs> <laughs> across, across everything. Uh, my, I go by Hugo Bravo artist. So website, Hugo Bravo artist.com. And then on Instagram, I'm under Hugo Bravo artist. And on Facebook as well, Hugo Bravo artist. Uh, those are literally just the two that I have plus the website. Great. And on there, I share the videos, uh, images, and, um, Oh, I, I got one more thing that I wanted to, I was looking forward to sharing. Yeah, show it, I, show I, it. I, I, I published two books. Ooh, Ooh congrats. congrats. Congratulations. Please share. Yeah. Please share. Come on. So, <laughs> this is this is the Hugo Spotlight. Yo, for real. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's tell you this, uh, the inspiration. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with a, a couple of publications that come out every year, especially along the lines of like uh, – fantasy art and contemporary art as it's called. One is called Spectrum and the other one is called Infected by Art. So these books, they they do call for entries, people submit their work and then they get selected by a, ju uh, a jury of professionals who look over the material and they get placed in this book. So at the end, it's like a showcase, page after page of rich art, letting you know what's currently out there, you know, trending and whatnot. As an artist, I would always look at those books and I would be left with the questions like, wow, you know, how did the artist do it? Did they have any models, you know, photography? What was their sketches like? What was their reference and stuff like that? So being that these books just show you the final piece, I decided, you know what? Let me put together a book that shows you how they did it. So my, my book's name is called Vision Illustrated. And I came out with the first book, which is this thing here. I gotta get. We, we we're gonna definitely gonna be talking to you about that. I'm gonna need that, Hugo. <laughs> right, right. So what it is is like an example here that it shows you the final piece, mm. and then it shows you images on the artists and how they did with their sketches and yeah. stuff like that. Sorry, but the lighting is a little. No, you're so, good. You know, oh, good. little thumbnails and stuff like that. So in this book, I got artists from, from everything, Magic the Gathering, uh, book cover, illustrators, <clears throat> lots of well-known artists within the, the genre. So I did the first one, that went really well, and I came up with a number two. Nice. You know, and in this one, I was able to get some sculptors and artists of different type of like, uh, 
genres that not only just uh painters so you know trying to do something where i guess giving back to the community trying to like bring you know other artists and it's at the end you know it's, it's, it's just more marketing for these guys and i i find myself blessed that they decided to come on board share their work and allow me to put it out there you know for the world to see so um yeah the the, the book is vision illustrated and from time to time i'm exploring you know putting out number three because the original idea was to make it annually but you know life being life yeah it just That's doesn't happen that way but it's still you know uh as they say uh, a work of passion and it's this thing you know that i got on the side along with my you know my regular art but no it's fantastic because you're, you're also in a way showcasing a lot of artists that other people may not know about and it's kind of like you guys are also introducing to not just um you know your group of people you're you're, you're making something that more people can see and, and again we definitely want to see that get in the hands of more and inspire more people because um art books like that are very inspirational and we, we thank you yeah. for putting something like that together man yeah, I always I always tell people, look, it's not a how-to book because there's no instructions, but it does show you. I, I the the phrase I use it gives you a little insight into the creative process of how they went and did it, you know. And along with every page, you'll have all the artist contact information, their website. So if you like something you see, you can go check them out and stuff like that. So you know, promoting them in in all the ways that I can. And the book itself does have you know, social media, visionillustrated.com, as well as on Instagram, Vision Illustrated. Um, so yeah, it was the other thing that I was kind of like looking forward to sharing because I mean, to be quite honest, like I would go around Comic-Con and I'm like, damn man, like all my boys are blowing up, you know, <laughs> like Medina and all these other guys with, with their properties, you know, Mighty Duck, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and I, you know, I'd walk the aisles and I'm like, damn man, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got this talent, but I got nothing. So it dawned on me this thing, you know, Vision Illustrated. I'm like, yo, you know, this is creative expression and I'm involving others and stuff like that. And, you know, let's go down that path. And that's where, you know, my contribution would be this book while others are creating, you know, stories and stuff like that. But you still you 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 need the writers, you need the artists, you definitely got there again. And and I want we want to thank George for introducing that. us because George dropped <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, listen, we'll have you go on. That's what love to speak to him. It's all the stuff I'm like, yeah, George, put it together. So thank you, George, for that one. You go we, we want to thank you for coming on. Are you ready for the pop culture segment? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you see Moon Knight, <laughs> we don't want to spoil it for you. No, no, I saw it. I saw it part two. Ah, <laughs> you're right. So then right. so then we're we're doing George's favorite part yeah. right now. I don't know. Like, there isn't much to spoil in this show. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm like real talk. Like, I'm not even trying to, to mess around and, <laughs> and, and spoil George's hype for the spoiler warning. I just feel like there really isn't much to spoil. Like, we're just getting a lot of context to everything. Uh, we meet his estranged wife. We find out that uh that <laughs> we we find out that uh Steve Mark is not the first moon uh about to say moonshine Jesus uh, <laughs> the first the first moon night we the our our antagonist is the the first moon night and also I feel like Kanchu kind of like it's kind of kind of sucks I don't know <laughs> when he was on yeah. the buildings and just kind of looking down like dude what are you doing what what is he's creepy he's just being really creepy I enjoyed the voice acting but for for what it what is worth watching the show I don't. 
I don't feel like the spoil. I don't feel like we're getting bombs lift dropped on us. It's just kind of, we're just kind of learning as we go. We're learning through this experience and we're seeing through the eyes of Steve and they're, taking it all. They're slow burning it for sure. Steven, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Aunt Maze died. Let's get to it. I think everyone is saying it's that we may Steven. get a it, it's Steven. Yeah. Steven. <laughs> with a V. Steve with a V. <laughs> you know, you have to make sure you say that. Because as you said, not Steve. That's not Steve. Scotty. That's Scotty and Steven. <laughs> oh so, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to so it. We'll, I'm we'll enjoying start... it. I'm that was not it. your best spoiler warning. I'm just saying. I know it whatever. wasn't. I know it wasn't. <laughs> So I mean, I did better last week. I'm just oh, like, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, Val did. Uh, she's coming out for your job. No, 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 no. Takes the mile, man. What is it, Val? It's already there. It's on the internet. It stays forever. I promise. We we don't go off the rails this much. So Hugo, so in this show, watching Moon Knight, give us your thoughts and everything about what you've know what you enjoy about this show, or your takeaways and everything. Being a comic book fan, hitting up the you know the cons and everything. Give us your take on Moon Knight, how you've been um, with this experience. All right. Um, okay. Uh, several things. One, I was surprised that so far the narrative is that he hears this voice and it somewhat controls him. It reminded me a little bit of, uh, uh, what's it, um, Venom, you know? How, let's get out of here. Let's do that. What? What are you talking about? Like, you know? So he's talking to himself. Mm -hmm. and I, so that format surprised me. I, I think, you know, that's happened in Moon Knight's world, but I guess it does. Um, for the actor, I'm enjoying his accent, you know, because it, to me, mind you, like I don't do much research on this, but it, it gave me, it transported me to that place where he's at, which is like London and all that. Like I found it to be entertaining, the accent that he's delivering, you know, on that part. And then going through the process of, of let's say, I guess, becoming Moon Knight, that innocence where he doesn't know what's going on, it really puts you in his shoes because mm -hmm. as they reveal things it's new to you as well as to the actor so i'm enjoying the format of that as well um me personally though like the costume you know there are parts of it where i feel like like it's just i don't know like just too much like heavy duty almost like all this rubber and and in and encasing like almost like a mummy you know like whenever i saw moon knight in the comics if anything, it should read a little bit more as, as, as Daredevil or, or Batman where stuff would move, you know, a yeah. little bit more organically. I, I find it a little too stiff. I think that and was the... I have, the question I have regarding the cape is, is it digital like back in the days of the Spawn movie or is it like real? Because there's times where it looks to me like it's a digital rendering with the it way it hangs. Be, and it they drinks. might do both. Yeah, it might be both depending on the scene that they're calling for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the director he's jumping and stuff that's definitely digital. Yeah, Maybe when he's doing like the action shot, when he turns mm -hmm. around, um, when it comes out, it's definitely digital. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot, I think it's more digital than it is real. Yeah, that's what from I what see. we've seen. Yeah. But I think they did that with a lot of the capes too in, in the MCU because you can see some of the pictures. Uh, is a, a new plus strength there, CGI budget on this show. I think they, they think they're testing the waters with this show. Um, well, first of all, CGI I, is. For the CGI, I think it feels like because the CGI is being used so sparingly, mm -hmm. the big CGI things like like the like the the jackal, for instance, and all it just feels out of place. 
Yeah. Because all of the other shows, it didn't feel like you're using big CGI. The CGI came from like the powers from, you mm. know, uh, Wanda's, right. Wanda's powers and all this other stuff and everything or Loki, else. Was very, you know, or Loki's yeah. powers, but it wasn't like really heavy. We didn't really get big organic. I, yeah. I may be wrong, but I don't remember us getting big organic CGI beings. It was more so either the cloud and Loki or you had. Right. Um, yeah. Not but this was like, this is supposed to feel like an organic jackal chasing after him and it feels. It it could feel out of place mm-hmm. from what we're used to on the on the small screen of Disney Plus. It, it also kind of feels very akin to like watching the Mummy again, because like watching <laughs> the Mummy now, you see where like that movie aged itself, and we're like, ah oh, man, but it still holds like a certain piece of nostalgia for us. And that movie mm-hmm. holds weight, right? But, but <laughs> I looking, love those movies. But, but you're looking which, at the which Mummy are we talking to? Are we talking one about Tom Cruise version or we don't not talk that, that blasphemy bullshit. Not that, not that dark universe bullshit what? that happens. Hey, Listen, wow, that everybody's movie. offended. I'm sorry. No, we don't talk a, about mum, that here. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's version. Two with yeah. Brendan okay. Fraser and Rachel Weiss and uh and Arnold Vosloh. That's it. Like the alligator looked more real. I think it <laughs> yeah, was it real. I think there was parts yeah. of it that they, they might have CGI, but I think it was uh real for the most part. They went to the makers of Grogu. Um Val, give us your hot take of uh, how you felt about the second episode um of Moon Knight. My favorite, favorite part coming out with that suit and tie. I I play so I I play Marvel Future Fight the app game. I'm because I'm a loser. But um, <laughs> there there's a costume where Moon Knight gets uh, this this suit and his moves and movement is just so legit in in the game. So when they I was looking forward to seeing this suit because that's how I use this character. Um, and and. I didn't get what I was expecting because he lands into a pole and then all of a sudden he's not, he's just starting to learn how to use it because this is Steven's version of the costume. And I mm. did not know that was the take they were going to take because I, I don't know a lot about this character as I know about others. So I was excited about that and him coming out and learning some to use some of the power that they hold within themselves um, and, and releasing that to go back to Mark, it, it was it was done well. I, I believe Steven's turmoil. He's such a uh, Oscar Isaacs, I think his name is. Yep. Such a freaking great actor. I I, I believe yeah. him. So it, it makes the show even better. Even though I'm, I don't understand everything that's going on, um, it, it's still I'm still engaged in it. If that makes sense. Mm. Right. That's what I was saying about his skill as as an actor to portray, you know, who he is like. Right. I guess innocent and dumb and clumsy, but at the same time, a little curious and confident to like, all right, well, I'm not just going to run away. Let me see what's going on. And right. So, and he, like, his, Stephen is actually an alternate personality. He's not even who he really is. Right. Yeah. So the fact that we feel so close to Stephen already and yeah. he's not even, we're not even getting the full picture of Mark Spectre himself, it, it just, it just goes to say how versatile this actor yeah. is. Yeah. You know what? Those. They they also have me, uh, I guess, intrigued with that Jason Bourne side about mm-hmm. lack of memory. The girl mm-hmm. saying, you know, I'm your wife or whatever. You know, where were you? I've mm-hmm. been calling you. Like, I'm digging that because I remember the experience when I was watching Jason Bourne and the Bourne identity and all that. I was like, wow, man, you know, what if what if that were you? And like, how would you handle it and all that? So the fact that this guy doesn't have a clue about that history and all of that, like I find that to be, you know, creative and, and, it's, mm-hmm. and it's adding to my enjoyment because it's not just 
bad guys and superheroes fighting. I mean, there's more depth to the, right. to the narrative. Mm -hmm. That's a so great statement. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. You know, it's not just a straight linear thing. Yeah, that's there's why I like mystery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I like what they're doing with a lot of the superhero properties. They're not just the vanilla villain versus yeah. um hero. It's like, you know, it's it, there's more in-depth in character. And I like the fact that with Kevin Feige, he gave Oscar Isaacs a little bit of creative control with this character, which is like, mm -hmm. hence the changing of the voice. Um, Oscar Isaacs can bring to life any character. I mean, even if it's a bad character that he gets assigned, he can do it. And right now, they, they gave him the assignment, and he understood. And Yo, for real. Even like again, when we got the white the the, the white suit, the, the proper suit and all that, just the 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 acting alone in that and then the the, the movements, you can see the difference between the two characters. He's embodied and it's like he, he's embodying two characters. He 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 knows what he's doing in terms of giving the audience something visually different. And then letting you know when the switch is flipped when he's changing that dialect, so you yeah. hear it, so you know the difference when he's speaking as Mark, when he's speaking as Stephen, and then just the mannerisms that he captures. Yeah, their mannerisms are completely different. Like um, Mark, he's just he's straight, he's the straight to straight shooter. He's the guy that's coming at you, and and he 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 knows how he's going to get through everything. Where Stephen, again, he's meek. He's he just. Hey, he's squirrely guy. <laughs> so it's it's great. I have a I mean, question. It, it, I don't know because I'm not familiar as I'd like to be with this character. Does Mark have more than just Steven as an, as, a, as a, one of his personalities? There's apparently have... a third one that yeah. people have been hinting that we're supposed to be getting. So like I think it was episode okay. two or episode one where he's in the three way the three sided mirror and you only see the two. You see Steve and Mark. So everyone's kind of waiting that he gets a third one. I don't know the third one, but yeah. There is a hint that there's a there's a third one. I mean, but what I'm in regards to Oscar Isaac, I gotta say, like, whatever our feelings about the show, like this show doesn't work without us selling the whole the whole multiple personalities. Right. Like this, like that is the the crux of this show is the internal conflict between Mark and Steve and personality X, Y, and Z. Uh you can if you're gonna get anything right, it's pretty much it's pretty much that and just seeing it it's been i i love every scene where Oscar i believe it is i believe act, that act, 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 acting with himself yeah um, yeah this uh, is what it, it was his idea to fall over the superhero landing in the white suit yeah I, I think that was so hilarious i was so excited it was like i saw christmas again but it was it was great i loved <laughs> him in the suit i was really happy to see that very early in the show i i was hoping they didn't wait until the end mm. So I got to ask this of, of everyone here. Um, so with the world that we see created around Steven, it's, it feels like it's something different than we've seen in the MCU. I mean, it's the regular, you know, it's the world and all that. We know it takes place in the MCU, but there's just this real like world that they created with the dynamic that you're seeing with this cult and how deep this cult is that he has to go up against the, the 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 ending shot that we got that beautiful shot of egypt like now we're in egypt and everything i feel like we're getting really beautiful shots in this world um and everything so how do you guys feel like with the cinematography how they've captured everything and and just the threat of this cult um I mean, hugo we'll start with you with this one um i don't know i i think it adds a little feel of real world in the sense that you know, cults do exist. Um, and then Egypt, even in the real world, is still very exotic place. 
you know, the day any of us get to travel there, I'm sure we're going to be there like, you know, kids in Disney, like, oh my God, like, look at this thing. It's so real. So mm -hmm. the fact that Moon Knight's narrative conveys some of the stuff that as spectators, we can be like, oh yeah, I'm aware of that. And yeah, that's so true. And then they give it the little fantasy twist to me, just, you know, adds to, to the wildness of the, of the show as a whole. Because if it was, let's say, for argument's sake, Moon Knight in outer space and he's out there in XYZ planet, I'm like, all right, you know, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know much about Cosmic space Knight. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that it's grounded in some stuff that us as the spectators can be like, Jesus, man, yo, all so true. Like, yeah, we've been there. And then they, you know, sort of like when... um any of the superhero movies let's say they're, they're batting out in new york you're like oh man that's times square look what they did oh my god mm -hmm. so i i, I, I like don't. that and 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 the cinematography you know it's very very gray you know very uh moody it's not bright and bubbly like sunny days and so i i think the the lighting and and and, and the way the camera moves and stuff complements who this character is and his world you know yeah. they they're not making it look like anything other than what works for it you know as they say you know superman is all bright and sunny batman is dark and gray they found the right thing for this guy and and this harmony you know through it all like i, I think it's good yeah well give us your take on um how they're using the cinematography to really capture the world and the, the fight scenes everything and and again that's thread of this cult uh They've been doing an incredible job with the cinematography. I would the closest I would put it to is probably uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I thought was incredible cinematography uh, because it has that sense of realism. Um, like like we've all been saying, like everything feels like familiar to us, uh, though they're giving us all like the mysticism and all the superhero uh, antics, uh, and you're getting the you know personalities with with uh, with Mark and Steven and what have you. The cult, however, is wild to me. It feels like some of my favorite horror stuff where you just like nowhere is safe kind of thing. And as soon as like you see the cops show up at the door, I was like, oh, it's a, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, man. Like, it's, it's a done deal. And then getting the confirmation of the tattoo was like, oh, you thought we was going to the station? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. It... it it shows how much influence not only that uh, this guy Arthur has that Ethan Hawke is playing, but it shows like the level of commitment that they have, that they're so like willing to like be there for the cause. Because on the surface, as most cults do, as we, we've learned in D and D, uh, they're very warm and welcoming, and they look all cheery and happy and all this other shit, you know, on the surface. And then when you're there, you're in. The, you go, oh shit, I'm in the cult. But like you know, <laughs> that's literally what it is. Um, but you know, at first you're seeing the oh man, these tomatoes look great. Oh man, this was so and so's you know recipe from his grandfather. Blah blah. blah. It's so everyone warm has to learn three languages, and we it's hold all inviting. And, and I'm like, bro, this is super. Like red flags everywhere. <laughs> yes. High alert. Just. Super, super cult vibes. That's what it is. Uh, so they're doing a really good job of like portraying that with this like real world element. It feels like Hydra all over again, where like you can't trust that your friend isn't a Hydra agent that you've worked with on the field for however many years. This is everyday people now that you're mm -hmm. just like, oh 
shit. <laughs> like I can't even trust the I can't trust the cops that just arrested me because I like vandalized the bathroom. Like, are you serious right now? If you can't trust the security guard in the museum, you think you could trust the cops? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love the fact again that we're also getting something interesting where I feel like they're they're tested out an immersive experience for people um, with the use of QR codes. So we've seen it in episode one. Mm-hmm. We now see it in episode two when he's at the storage locker. Um, it was the I believe the second appearance of Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night number thirty three, where people can actually download it if they scan that QR code, wow. which is actually pretty dope. So that's bringing back in that whole immersive experience. Um, Tone, take it away with uh, your thoughts on this cult, and then we'll get Val's 411. All right, cool. Yeah, I, there isn't much for me to say about cinematography. Aside from this, it looks right? nice. It looks nice. I mean, this shot, this shot is nice. This scene is cool. This like, is why I, you guys have me, the resident filmmaker. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even diving into that. Into that. It really you know, touches me in a certain way, right? Like, But back to the cult. Um, it's kind of I don't know, man. It just feels like I like the call. I like the idea. I just feel like we're so, we're not so far removed from the um the flag smashers, flag smashers, right? Uh, from from Falcon and Winter Soldier, is that what it was? Yep, just right. Flag and, smashers. And it was essentially that- the same. It was essentially the same thing where oh yeah, all these people are a part of this organ this like cult organization, and now we're doing the same thing here with uh, Arthur Harrow's cult following um the goddess of uh Amit. so mm. that was the one i i mean i get it you got to do it with a cult but i just feel like we're doing it so close to what happened with um with fountain winger blender soldier now obviously it's vastly different there's a belief system here we don't know what the kool-aid is yet uh because we know how in episode one someone volunteered to be judged and then decided that if you're gonna you're going to live on and be judged fairly and live on in immortality with Arthur Harrow, or um, you're going to die and Amit's going to eat your heart. Like that's kind of like you've committed to that. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how that started, how he got, how he got this influence and, and how for crimes how, not committed yeah. that like that questioning from like yeah. Steven was amazing. Cause like, mm-hmm. he's like, Oh yeah. Aren't he- you judging innocent people? Yo, He's like, contra- then, he's like, conscience serves like, as justice too late. Like, yeah. too little, and too late. Like, well, like, you know, what? we did it to Hitler and we did it to all these other people. I'm like, all right, well, you didn't. And that's not how it works. I mean, we can say the same thing. If Hitler went to art school, right? Like, he wouldn't have done what he did. I mean, <laughs> like, it's playing revisionist history over here with whatever you're thinking or whatever. I mean, you know, that was the whole premise of Minority Report, too. So that was also a fun movie back in the day. But I just think, what is it? What is so inviting here that you prescribe yourself to this and may volunteer to be judged to and and potentially lose your life right. based off based off this this being which is a real legit being because that's how he's killing people he's not he's not he's touching you and you and you die and he has power mm-hmm. as you saw when he when the jackal came out of the ground um and like where where does the power come from and even when we talked about it last week well where, what are the what's what are these gods what well, is that a power stone does he have a piece of the power stone in the staff so people were saying Power Stone because of really? the purpleness. Um, yeah, that's what I I I'm like. This is supposed to signify relationship to that because uh, of the color. I don't know if it does. I, I well, mm. I see that I see the relation, but I don't know that like right would. Though in the comics, apparently Khonshu is one of like, uh, like one of the older gods, like um, kind of like a in the realm of like celestials and he just ended up on earth for so long that he became a part of the Egyptian pantheon. Mm. So 
I don't know if they're going to play around with that, and that's why well, we're I mean, seeing something close to that. But with the introduction of Eternals, they really went ham on introducing the Celestial. So it will be interesting where they go with that because this is now introducing gods into the Marvelverse. I mean, we've already seen Thor. We're going to get in Thor, Love and Thunder, Zeus, which if um, you guys look around, they I think some images have kind of leaked in the form of the toys because the toys always spoil stuff so we have ideas of what thor is going to look like in the movie um they have the like trailer thor. wrapped as well so yeah the guy who said who was editing the trailer he posted that the trailer's wrapped so everyone's hoping it's gonna it'll uh it should be dropping soon because uh, they're doing their press doctor the, strange no it's probably probably, probably. doing the press tour like pretty soon it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting time for again a Marvel fan. This is going to be, yeah. and I'm gonna say this now as I for 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 us artists, um, um Hugo, um, people are gonna definitely want to get Marvel pieces commissioned <laughs> with everything going on, um, but yeah. I mean, I, I, Moon Knight has been a welcome addition. It's an interesting addition. Um, probably not one of the most popular Marvel properties unless you really follow the character, but they're really doing what Marvel is. Studios, the, the movie studios, definitely showing that they can take obscure properties like they did with Guardians, Eternals, and they can make them something. Um, right. And we do feel bad for Morbius. Sorry, Jared Little. You now have the worst. Bad. You now no, have the worst DC, no. and you now no, have the worst the Marvel wall. movie. There's no, there's no need nope. to feel bad. Nope, nope. Uh, That's uh, not the worst Marvel movie. Hulk with Eric Bana was the worst Marvel movie. You're movie bugging, is, bro. That movie. Yeah. Is. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, it is. It is. It's, it's up Jared there. Jared Leto the is the only thing that's good about that movie. But and that's bad. It's not bad. He was okay. It was good. I, I enjoyed him. I don't care so, what so, if, so here's the question: If Jared Leto played the Hulk in that movie, <laughs> no, that would not have worked. Oh man, I would hate to be on set with him, man. Oh my god, he would just be breaking everyone's trailers. Oh my so god. We, we're gonna do a quick intermission with question. Hugo, did you see? Did you did you get to see Hello? Because we don't want to spoil it for you. It has been an awesome show. We definitely want you to get yeah, to watch no. it. So we don't want to spoil. Well, it for we're you. gonna give you it out if you if you haven't. No, no, I, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. okay, so we're going to go on into submission, but here you go. We want to thank you for coming on. We're, we're, we're really, really grateful that we're one of the first podcasts that you joined. You're more than welcome to always come back. We're going to definitely in contact. Guys, definitely follow Hugo. Definitely support him. Get those nice. books. The links is going to be there in the description, so please check him out. Hugo, we thank you for Yo, coming on. Let, let me just say, uh, I want to apologize to Medina. I got the title of his book wrong. I saw how he corrected me with a little text message there. Dude, I don't know. I guess, you know. It's late. It's Tuesday. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Like it that. happens. All good. But, uh, but thank you so much. And, and, you know, for everyone for, you know, having, you know, invited me on and, and be a part of this awesome, awesome show. Uh, it's been great. We appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So, all right, gonna, guys. We're going to go on into mission. Hugo, you have a beautiful night. Yes. yes we're going all right, fellas. Three, two, ah. one. Later. <laughs>
And we're back from intermission. Look at that. He was like a club raven here. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, guys, for those who are tuning in, you missed a great first half. Please go back and watch it on demand. Got to see, uh, get to talk to Hugo Bravo, learn more about that artist. Definitely check him out. Links and all that have been posted. um, Definitely in the description. Um, Also, too, we talked a little bit about Noon Night. uh, And I'm just going to say right now Noon Night? Moon Night. Moonshine, 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 moon moon and I was moon like, shine. I was like, wait, moon what? Right, listen, I listen, listen. Night. I heard Moon Night. Honestly, okay. there hasn't been much. I thought I was walking for a second. <laughs> listen, it's it is Tuesday. We we went through intermission. We're going over the hour because you all know what we gotta. We we definitely gotta cover these first three episodes of Halo. So before we jump into Halo, there are two quick things uh, I think we should quickly touch on. One, I think Law will be very excited about. Did you see the casting for Mr. Percy Jackson? I did. <laughs> And are you excited? Wait, you approve? I... Not, wait, I don't think Val did. I'm about to Google it. <laughs> the, did, did you see the Adam Project? No, not yet. Oh, oh you got to watch it. You got to watch oh. it. The, the boy who attack who, me. The, why don't you? Guys? Yeah. I mean, that's the that's yeah, that was name maybe of the game. A, that was maybe a couple of weeks. <laughs> that was the name of the game. So the little boy who plays Ryan Reynolds' younger self, who stand out, stand out yeah. in that yeah. fucking movie. He was really good. He's okay. gonna be Percy Jackson. They just announced that he cast they cast him as Percy Jackson. So 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 when you watch the Adam Project, Percy, you'll Percy see why Jackson is Law's Game of Thrones. Really? Basically. So Percy Jackson is a very good book series. I'm gonna have to go back and reread all of them because it's, it's been, been a, a it's been me. a long it's been over 10, 12 years, yeah. something like that. Right. But I will say this. So someone pointed out on TikTok that with Percy Jackson being all casted like appropriately they're like you realize that we're about to get a percy jackson book one through five more than likely on disney plus as much as it is as a kid's book those books especially later on are those kids are in a war like that's like go the route of potter like I'm, it's gonna it's get like it's gonna get real dark. Daredevil's on there. I told you. Where's the line in the sand? Daredevil. Right. So as... like so like <laughs> what I'm now. saying is you're gonna have kids like 11, 12 to about like like early 18, 19, just getting murked left and right. And people have to be like, oh, because Machado. they're gonna get like Percy Jackson like in the first book, and that's a lot of like adventure and my you know, fuck my dad, or whatever the case is, like all this other bullshit. <laughs> By the time you get to book five, yo, fucking Percy feels like Batman. He's just like, I'm over this shit. Like, I, it's, I'm tired. I'm of looking doing forward this. to Thank you for selling it to me. Yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 we're thinking about reading it to Bear. He's been into Greek mythology because we we listen to uh, National Geographic does Greeking out, so it's like their oh, kid nice. version of. But they don't, you know, they don't shy away from like the legit stuff. So Zeus is still like sleeps with everybody. Of course, of course. All this, so they they tell you like certain things, but they won't say you know that Kronos cut Uranus's balls off. You know, like so. There's a line <laughs> that they cross that they don't cross. You know. Uh, listen, uh, listen. <laughs> Zeus, Zeus is the Zeus ultimate. is a polygamist. Yes, castration. No. So you know, there's a line there. <laughs> But we're fine. We're listen, fine. listen. Zeus um, is so, the ultimate I O child support daddy. That's it. He, he I mean, just you're king of the god. child support. He's king of the gods. He, you can do whatever you because want. Because he kind of does what he got to do towards with each kid for the most part. You know, I mean, he's always there when they need something. Like the top five. Like, right. His <laughs> favorite the children. Five. Yeah, favorite kids. No, the no, ones, the one that become heroes, Your name is Hercules. The ones that become like a demigod. He cares about them. Then you've got the regular ones. 
that he just does because he sees something that he's interested in. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna turn into a horse. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be the sun, and I'm gonna ray into a woman and impregnate her. I'm not bullshitting you. That is legit. Legit. He shined rays and impregnated a lady and created child. Zeus does not care. Like the, the, the Zeus would go on Mori and they would be like, Europe, you are the father, and Europe he would still made? he would still do backflips. Like you goddamn right I am. <laughs> uh, the story of how Europa was made or Europe was literally he turned to a horse, saw a girl, and then fucked her all the way across the, the land until you hit like the end of what, what we know as Europe. Yes. So anyway, huh. so Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm genuinely excited because also Rick Riordan did like his due diligence to be like, yo, like Disney's going to do it. They're going to do it right. Like I'm going to like, he's getting like hands on the way like George, I would imagine was on and then just didn't care anymore. So I'm hoping. Rick finished his shit. Anyway. Listen, listen. Right. The, that, so he, so here's the thing. He, he finished thing. two book series. He did two different sets of gods. He did. He actually finished more than that. He's got like three or four. Like yeah, within, there, there's a whole. Gods, there, he did, he he did, did Egyptian the second, gods. There's the a whole. There's Egyptian. a whole. There's a whole like thing. But if he does this well, like mm. if this turns out well, we can literally get the other books. We can get like the Egyptian gods because it takes place at the same time as Percy Jackson stuff. Which would be fucking wild because they literally reference it in the book where they're having a battle in New York and they're like, oh, that happened across the river and we don't like Egyptians like don't go uh, west of the Nile or something like that. And I was like, or east of the Nile. And I was like, oh, shit. Like uh, they literally saw the battle and was like, yeah, that ain't for us and just kept it pushing. So hopefully, you know, that does well. I need us to get Aragon as a fucking show. Yes. I don't know yes. why we can't get that. But yes. the other thing I wanted to bring up is if y'all saw this, the Stranger Things season, final Four season trailer. trailer. Oh, my Lord. That shit looks bonkers. I'm happy they're in high school because they had to grow them up. Oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> but also, uh, if you guys are D&D fans, I know... Uh, the three of us. Oh are, yeah, but that will become one. One of us. One of us. One much. So the BBG has upgraded from the Mind Flayer and the Demigorgon. We now have Vecna. Is that who that's supposed to be? That is supposed to be Vecna. It was confirmed. Guys, oh, I thought so, it was a lich. I was like, this looks like a lich. So if you want to, it's gonna it's gonna be dope. I'm gonna see. I like. I want to see how it like pulls together and and cleans up. Because that's going to be a wild, wild ride if they're trying to go with that route. Guys, if you want to see Val play a random NPC in the Medusa's Cascade, reach out to Tommy, the bearded DM. <laughs> I'm a DM too. <laughs> what? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'll, I'll buy you that burrito. No, you can't bribe me with food. Listen, I'm just saying. Roll, roll, roll for persuasion <laughs> with advantage. And you can roll. You can bribe anybody with food. I don't know. Uh, it depends. It depends. Um, Is this I can buy my own burrito though. Listen, I'm just so, saying. So we are getting into the first three episodes of Halo. I so want to ask off the rip before you start, Seabass. Who's played Halo? Who's read the book? Like we know, Tone has. I haven't read the books, but I played the game. I'm completely green. Oh, you're completely green. What have you like? You, played, you played a game of what? Seabass. Oh, Seabass. What? What? No, what, what played, did you play? 
many played play? Halo Two, played Halo ODST, Halo Reach, and then the the. You didn't play the, the original. I never got to play it. Well, actually, I did play the original. I played the multiplayer. I didn't play the story. I played the multiplayer. Same. My so buddy Paul. Honestly, house. same. I played. I played uh, the original at my boy Mar- uh, Marcel's house. Uh, uh, multiplayer didn't really have like much like investment in it because I didn't have an Xbox at the time. And then I played uh, four when I got my 360 for the first time. So and also watch Red versus yeah. Blue. Yeah, true, 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 true. But is Red versus Blue like canon? Absolutely no, not. Blue. I was gonna it's say not. like it's not canon. If, if memory serves, that shit is bonkers. No, Val, I have no idea not... what you guys are referring. You, you're you're so gonna I jump. I will myself. Red, no, no, no. If you is, uh... if you watch Red versus think, Blue, I, you're gonna I, jump down a rabbit hole no, of just like, fucking I think, craziness. I think, I think Law was just trying to kind of gauge the waters of where we're all at in Halo. Yes, yeah. I get it. I'm completely agree. Okay. Everyone else knows something. So. We're, since we're all like foot in the water, maybe like you know waist deep, we're not as invested as most fans. I would think that our reception of this show is probably a little bit better than those fans who are heavily invested. And mind you, this is not saying like we're not heavily invested. Tone has Master Chief's helmet. You got Master Chief's helmet? That's freaking well, awesome. I have Listen, have bring it out, sir. Bring it out. That's it. That's it. Just bring it out. Bring it out time. Here we go. There we go. See? 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 There you go. There you go. He got the screen. So this... That's fire. This, for all you Eagle Eye fans, um, was from the special edition for the Halo 3 uh, Midnight Launch. For those of you who don't know what the fuck that is, back in the day, when you wanted <laughs> to play a game early, you would go to GameStop or Best Buy with your friends and wait on a line from 10 to 12 and buy a game, come home, install it, and play till the next day. So that is what this bad boy is. It is from the Halo 3 special edition. I stupidly bought this. Because it, it said you were getting a Master Chief helmet. And yes, it is a Master Chief helmet. But it is not really a helmet. It is a CD thing. You put it over this, the, the, the disc thing. This does not fit on a head. I was very disappointed. My friends laughed at me. <laughs> to Rightfully be fair, so. For the Arkham <laughs> Asylum, same thing. Arkham oh, the Asylum, Batarang bullshit? The Batarang that didn't come apart. I was mad as all hell. I still got that shit. <laughs> Listen, this happened. Uh, this happened, what, uh, Halo Three came out freshman year of college, maybe, like maybe that. a little bit uh, around, maybe right before college started, right? That happened. Arkham happened after I graduated, and then mm. and Marvel versus Capcom had the audacity, <laughs> audacity <laughs> to do one with the because it was the Infinity Stone one, and they were like, you get the special edition Infinity Stones, and you open this box, and there's five fucking stones that look like Easter eggs, and the and stones don't come out. They're just in the box and they light up. And if you did take them out, they're half spheres. <laughs> These special editions are bullshit. Do not fall for them. All right. Just Those download your game. Wait, like everybody else. Five stones and not the whole six? Oh, six. My bad. I got the number wrong. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to be even more mad. You got to. It's a special, special edition to get the six gold. It's the wish edition. Oh, my God. The wish edition. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? So, uh, no, I mean, I, so think I we... did. I do have this helmet. I read a couple of the books. Um, I was really big into the lore back back in the day. Uh, then it kind of just kind of went off on its own. I kind of didn't read. Um, so to your point, Law, I, I'm, I would be more critical of the Reach 
stuff. I love The Fall of Reach. It's one of my favorite sci-fi books. Like, and it's not even like Hugo Nebula award winning. I just really loved it. It was just a really, mm-hmm. uh, it, it showed like the, that opening scene that you get in episode one is mm-hmm. what you get in the books of when the Covenant attack people and they don't have fucking shields. Mm-hmm. Like it's gruesome and graphic of what Plasma is able to do. So, but I I love that book. Just reading it, reading it uh, like from cover to cover. Hey, I read up, the original three. Hey. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Is that any of that reach stuff and like the re- and fall of reach? Like that's where I'm gonna be there. Um, what they do is with that the in the show? Game. Are they? Do um, they say anything so about the reach? I don't well, know. Well, reach, reach is, is reach. it's the planet. That's the planet yeah. that the, the UNSC. Yeah. Yeah. So wait. So where? So where you the, see the professor, the doctor, UNSC? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Where Dr. Halsey's at. That's I thought they were in Earth. Earth no. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Earth. Okay. Earth is a thing because they. Wait. Be... So there's a fall of reach. You just said the fall. Yeah. Does of that reach. mean everyone dies? The planet gets. Wow. Talk about. I'm super okay. late, but I'm a Halo state. I sold my PS5 for the Halo <laughs> Series X. <laughs> boom. Knowing, You're bugging, knowing bro. boom, sorry, I 100 no. believe. There's no way I would knowing, sell my P5. Knowing You're boom, bugging, bro. I 100 believe you. I ain't co-signing that. Nope. Nope. I'm not co-signing PlayStation any day. I'm not co-signing either. I just know that he would probably do it. All I gotta say is this: it, it used to be hilarious with me and Val where we it's used to work. Baby. I Val was on Team so PlayStation. <laughs> Val was always Team PlayStation, and it was moving. always Team PlayStation versus Team Xbox, and, and, and where we worked at, it was it was hilarious. Why Val always led the charge. Both. Val Listen. led the charge on Team PlayStation. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I grew up with Nintendo and Sega. Obviously, Nintendo it was always gonna be my baby. You know, I will always buy the garbage they give me over and over again. I don't care. Um, PlayStation obviously was the is the segue. Forget oh Xbox. Boy. I'm sorry. I'm oh sorry. No. We're not doing. Yo, boom. Stop. PlayStation we're not doing console wars, sir. Okay. Okay. So, well, but whatever. Xbox trash. So no, no, no. listen, listen, listen. They have the they have the best online service with Game Pass. I don't know what Xbox Sony's trash. trying to do. So, <laughs> so, and Nintendo oh, makes you buy the same game over and over Xbox again because because you know fuck oh it all. Oh my god! Am I gonna have to pull all y'all outside my stuff for me and Seabass? All right, all right. So it so so no in the all in the all okay all right in the all time of everything. Um, the whole reach aspect of it is what I is what I want to see. Like, it, it, you get reach, you get them going to Halo, and then you get Halo Two. But we're not dealing with that or the Arbiter and all that other stuff until at least season. Wait, two is Halo three. another planet? Halo is a series of a structures series. created by the Forerunner to save the universe from the flood. From, season from the three, flood. shit. I guess if we get that far. It's it's Which a, I think we'll get to season three, but I don't know if it's gonna like it's gonna have the same level of like people gunning for it. You know what I mean? I yeah, would say if this. they do it well, I think that that people will enjoy it, like a Star Wars or a Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I for me because I have no context, I'm going completely blind into this show. I am loving it. I don't have any criticisms. I don't have any, I'm not thinking too much over about what people are expecting. And because of that, this is more of a sci-fi show with this super soldier guy, Master Chief, and that first scene when they get to Madrigal and these alien looking things come out and start shooting people and blowing them up with their guns. I mean, that scene alone was enough to sell me for the rest I of the I loved scene. it. Yeah, I that watched scene. it. I watched it. I was like, oh, oh, we're doing this. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm I in from, a, for the rest I of the season. Love a sh- I love a show that gets me in the first episode. That mm-hmm. literally goes, 
here is what I am. Take it or leave it. And this show 100,000% did it. They were just like, yo, we're going to blow up some people. Y'all down? I was like, oh, I guess so. You you know what I compared it to? It, it's like this. I had that same feeling when I saw that first episode, those opening minutes. The same feeling I had when I saw those opening minutes for Saving Private Ryan. But more of like in the sci-fi aspect, the way how the Covenant just came in and just fucking cleared house. And it was just like, even at, and it was funny too, because Jess made a joke. She's like, he couldn't arrive earlier he, because when they came in and they 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 opened the, and, and killed all the like the, the civilians and everything. Yeah. It just showed how um, the Covenant had so little disregard for human life and how they would just eliminate everything and it was just like dude they just captured how evil the the, the covenant race is, is and how thick this war i feel like they they're like uh if you're not covenant we're not fucking with you yeah. kind of dudes what the, Co- the couple like way they just came in they came in and they were like slaughtering like they, slaughtering they, humans they, but they i feel like they don't now, care about don't nobody they they don't they don't they don't care for the it's the humans it's the, the humans. humans it's the humans but they have and, a human with them so that's different that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't happen in the don't know what that is. I was very shocked when I saw that. I was I was perplexed. She's a the bit. blessed one or the chosen one, She's the blessed a, one, whatever so that they're is. Called, they're called reclaimers. That's essentially what Master Chief is. Uh there's a couple people, a couple humans who are reclaimers. They're able to interact with that technology. It's forerunner technology. It is pre-human technology. That is kind of what the crux of all of this is gonna be. Okay. Um, and the covenant are are, are religious. And they look at the forerunner as, if I recall correctly, as like gods and who they're trying to get to. And they look at the humans as a a slight against that. And I think they do know that humans can be reclaimers. I think they do know that. And like, that's why they have her. Um, yeah, and they don't yeah. like the human race for that aspect, and they want to get rid of them. But they're using her to get to the technology, which is the Halo Ring. That's what they want to get to. What they don't know is that the Halo Ring, while it's a weapon, it is a weapon to protect the universe from the flood. And when you activate that weapon, it destroys all life in a large, 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 large proximity. Doomsday weapon. Yes, it's a doomsday <laughs> weapon. But they don't know that. The they flood think- hasn't. Yeah, don't worry ahead. about that. I'm sorry. I'm giving you yeah. like a lot of fucking information. Like I wouldn't worry about that. Thanks for um, the spoiler but, warning. But your yeah. tone. You, <laughs> but that's the game. You're our, you're our info, like dude. Well, like, it's a game. This is the, this is the game stuff. So I'm using the game stuff. Has been. I don't know how they're gonna do it because apparently they're they're taking a lot of the core stuff that are that's in some of the books and they're they're twisting it and turning it in their own way. And I'm I'm cool with it. I I'm I'm not as like stuck to it as everyone else is. I think you could have, they're using, clearly they're using fall of reach as some sort of guideline um, for some of the things in the Mm. book. Master Chief does find some forerunner technology and he does interact with it. Um, There is that thing with Cortana and Halsey and how she's essentially a carbon AI copy of her. But so, but you know, they're messing, they're messing with it a bit. They, I'm just interested of how they, I want to see them like decimate reach. Like that's kind of what you need to destroy the planet. They need to glass the planet. And then it's going to end with them getting this is with your them on the red of wedding. This is your red wedding. And what was the thing for Witcher that you were like, wait till they see this? Then, like, uh, fun. there was a moment in Witcher, I think you were like, uh, you were like, it's in the books. And then when it comes, like, everyone's gonna be like, oh shit, like the big oh, moment. Oh, the, the not a big moment, but uh, the wild hunt, right? Yes, the wild hunt. Yeah, yeah they're just they're that big bag antagonists, essentially. Mm. Um, the flood are really the are going to be like the scary monster things. Okay. 
you can't do this and not anticipate the flood some down sometime down the line. But I would assume they're a season three thing. Is the flood another alien race? They are a yeah. parasitic race. Think of the parasites from The Last of Us, but on crack. Oh shit. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. damn. They it's 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 uh, there is a level in Halo 1 that will always go down in infamy that is level 6 the library. Level mm. 7 actually. 343 Guilty the flood Spark. Come is, in. 343 Guilty Spark is level level 6. Level 7 is uh the yeah, library. The fact that uh you're speaking another language to me right now. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, how little Halo, I know. Listen, Halo, about Halo. Listen, Halo 1, man, that was like Oh man, no, I can't. Like Blood Gulch, I can't. Like Halo One has such a place in my heart. Like I can't. All the stuff you used to do, like you used to, we used to find ways to play. Like we did Xbox Live before there was Xbox Live, which was called Xbox Connect, and you tricked your Xbox to think it was system linking with a with an Xbox next to buy, but you tricked it with your computer and you were system linking with a person somewhere else. And it mm. was like a, it was a, it was a hole to do. Yeah, man. The early days. It was the early it was days like a, of like online play. It was like a uh, land spoof. It was a. It's, it's essentially it spoofed it to think it was it was land when it wasn't. You were doing it over uh, essentially what we're doing now. So, so for for those who don't know, when the Xbox first came out back in the day, back in the heyday, back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, with that controller to each place to your friend's con- house and connect yes. it to the other Xbox, yes. and that's how you did. Land play. Yes. Before all the online. I had a shit. book bag. I had a book bag that was specifically for my Xbox. It was the biggest book bag I had. You shoved that thing in there. <laughs> and then because the Xbox was ginormous. And then you had the controller, the Duke, oh, which you can which if you dropped, you can break an animal's back. Um oh man, yeah. I'm just imagining that big ass first Xbox and people carrying that shit around. It was just so funny. Yo, we were reckless. <laughs> right. I would never take my system out to go anywhere. Screw you guys. Oh, no, That's man. I, I I'm I pushed, I moved my system. I pushed that system like I was a drug dealer. I had that <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I pushed all my systems. You you get them, you 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 set up you set up your wire so it's easy to just kind of pull, plug and play and get the fuck out. Oh man, like listen, when I was a, when I was growing up, instead of like everyone going to the club and drinking early and all this shit, and my when my parents were away, they'd be gone for a weekend. I'd have my boys come over for land parties and order dominoes. That is what I would do. Sounds time. fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was a lot I'm of fun. Sure it was. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I didn't go to teen bashes, thank you very much. Okay. I wasn't a part of that. I didn't either. Wow. Wow. I feel like that was a direct call out to me. No, Jesus no, no, no. Christ. Just because you're a promoter doesn't mean anything. Have you oh, I, I, I was right. not a promoter. I just went to all of them. That oh, yeah, that controls. I, 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 I was the guy I who knew all one. the promoters. I went to one teen bash and they thought I was too old to be in there and mind you the guy's asking me you look too old to be in here and there's some girl dry humping a guy in the couch next to me and I'm like are you fucking kidding me right now <laughs> alright and I digress back to Halo yeah. <laughs> let's bring it back instead of going through Tone's childhood let's bring it back and talk about Halo I will say I do love the casting because I love um, yeah. Pablo Schreiber uh, who is, uh, uh, wow, I was going to uh, leave Shriver's brother, yeah. his younger brother. Is which he? Is, yes, he is. Yeah. Oh. I, so I didn't, I didn't realize, like, name-wise who he was. I, I, so I really knew him from American Gods. Like, I see, saw him in um, Orange is the New Black and, like, a couple other things. But, like, 
I was that really, stash? huh? That's porn stash. Yes, that's porn oh. stash and and, and uh, Orange is New Black. Oh, but yeah. in American Gods, he plays Mad Sweeney, and he's fucking incredible in that show. Um, so like seeing him like here, I didn't realize until just after or just before he was about to take off the mask, and I started looking up. I was like, oh. I was like, get the f- what? I was like, all right, cool. Let, let, is he gonna do like the voice thing? What is he gonna do like a um uh why can't I pop pop uh, not Pablo? What the hell is um uh Mandalorian's actor's name? Oh, um, Pedro, oh, Pascal. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pedro. I thought he was gonna do with that for like the entire thing, which it feels like he is until then. You know, now we see him just full on, you know, suit off and just walking in the barracks kind of thing, but. I like I like the casting. I genuinely like a lot of the casting. It's a um, very great diverse cast, actually. The, the dad, uh, who's also like the general of the case, yeah, I've seen him in like a couple things uh, that he's been really good in. Um, the daughter, I've seen in a few things. Like, like everyone I've seen, like great. sprinkled in. I'm just like, all right, all right, I'm here for it. They got a yeah. nice little cast here. Yeah, no, yeah. it's good. I mean, I, I, the only thing I was a big a bit of bummer was that we don't get the original. Master Chief voice when he has the mask on. I would have preferred. I would have loved that because we apparently have the, we get the original Cortana. That's the actress. Yeah, that's the, the actress. actress. That's not even just that is the actress. Who right, plays right, right. Cortana. Yes. Yeah, that's she's the crazy. one who played her in the games, which so is I think is fantastic. Halsey, correct. Yeah, she's she, she's the actual voice of Cortana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like the and and canon wise, Cortana is essentially looks like uh, looks like her. She models it after her. It's her brain after all the. It's clones. good, Michelle. Check it, check out. it out. It's good. Check wow, it wow. Yeah, so, yeah, no, love it. Out. Uh, yeah, it's a very, very good show. And I you don't think... need to see the, you don't need to know anything about the game, need to know anything about it. It's like the next level uh, uh, Star Wars fantasy type thing. Like, it's yeah. really good. And then if I, they, I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, they get, they get renewed for a second season. A lot of people watch it. They get a bigger budget. And then the CGI even looks better. What's wrong with the CGI? I, I also, I also want to ask. I mean, like, I know, like you. Okay. I mean, no, I, I know the CGI, but like you know, you see the elites walking around, and you're like, oh, okay, it's CGI. Like it doesn't feel this. The 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 CGI doesn't feel as crisp as we've seen before. Like even when you you know you look at Game of Thrones, you look at Game of Thrones from season one, and you look to the where we get to the fucking dragons, the transition of CGI happens because the budget is expanded. So I think when we get more of a when the show gets its, I, I hits its stride that's probably why I, I they, they added... had a good budget but they didn't have like they they had enough budget to like tell a good story and they were like do this and, and we'll give you so much more yeah. because essentially halo is such a you know staple property from 20 years now i want to say mm-hmm. or more mm-hmm. like they've got money to blow but right. in this a, kind if, of the month, ta- if the show if, takes. if the show if the show yeah yeah, yeah. The they, they blew that budget on the the environments because the environments that they created Yo, it make yeah. it feel real. It's just like even like what was it that second episode when you're in that asteroid city, and yeah. then like it, I'm I would not ride those cable cars in that asteroid city <laughs> because it's like you just have to have a leap of faith. Time I'm like, to do like some sketchy shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's sketchy. the. That's the that's the New York City duct subway tape. on crack. That's what it was. Like, you don't even have a fucking shit. EVA suit on. Like, if there's a Yo, crack, you're what? gone. No, no, I, I like how it just, like, went out that hole. And then you're like, what the fuck is it for? It, it, you have to hope that it grips that wire. <laughs> if you miss that wire, it's like, see it's, it's like, his. It gave me, that city, the way it looked, it gave me very much um, Total Recall vibes. Yes. When you're on Mars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
It did. It did. That that whole um, is what was Soren and a big part of the game. Is that a character that in the game or something new for the show? He's he's from he's from the books. Um, uh, but he doesn't. He isn't like a big player or anything. He, he does what he does. He defects and all this other stuff. He does get deformed from the augmentation. Um, and then they they pronounce him as missing in action, and that's it. Yeah. So Got like it. they're they're so they're doing that. Um, Master Chief's team, the uh, silver, silver team. team. Um, in the books, it's blue team, and they're three different. It's three different people. Um, uh, it's uh Fred, Linda, and Kelly. Linda's a fucking badass. I love Linda. Um, <laughs> but they all use the same weapons. Like essentially. There's a sniper. You've got one with who's really fast with dual handguns, and you've got like the heavy, and that's mm -hmm. essentially the heavy is the heavy's Fred, the sniper's Linda, and Kelly's the fast one with dual handguns. And they did that. I don't. I don't know why they did that. It was kind of. It's I was a, kind of. Now confused. we have a, it was a Riz, Kai, and Vanek. Yeah, I was kind of confused because when you watch the Spartans drop in, and I see them, I'm like, oh shit! I was like, is that Linda? Is that Kelly? And they're like, no, they're different names. And I was like, I, I don't. I don't know why some of the changes were made. Mm -hmm. um, like for things like that uh, versus um, how you bring in Cortana and and how you're doing all this other stuff and bringing in this human, which I guess they're going to play because she's going to find out where Reach is. She's going to bring it back to the prophets and then they're going to invade and we're going to get the planet glassed. Because um, if this season ends without, without Reach getting glassed, I'm going to be pissed. Like if you get one season to do this, I need to see the planet get glassed. Well, why would it have to be in the first season? Can it happen in two seasons? It could, um, but I'm saying if it doesn't get picked up, I'm gonna be just highly disappointed. I Got think it. everybody, okay. yeah, because like it, it, the whole lore with it. Um, I mean, they even made it into a game, The Fall of Reach, and it's like I think a lot of people are really waiting to see that because um, the war definitely picks up after that. Um, if we're gonna get the Arbiter, or maybe that'll be in the later seasons. But it's like um, again. I'm loving that what they've captured so far. And, and, and for me, it's like this. I, I look at it as this like Robert Kirkman, when he got to make The Walking Dead into a live series, he took liberties of changing some stuff that fit the live TV series and changed a lot of things. Like when Rick lost his hand in the comics, he says he regretted doing that. And he's like, you know, so he changed that in the, the show. And I feel like what they're doing, they're taking some creative liberties, but also so you can see that they're still trying to remain faithful to a lot of the lore that's there. Um, and again, a lot of the stuff that's happening, it made sense for the story when he took off his helmet, um, his whole reaction with Soren and just like his trust with Halsey and then seeing how Cortana was implemented in, in his system and everything. Um, and just like how Halsey is kind of like, she's in that morally kind of gray area. Um, in a way it's like, she wants to do this for the first time. morals at all. She's <laughs> if you think she's gray. a liar. I don't know if they're going to touch on it. But if they touch on how they got the Spartans, you will see that this lady has no morals. Yeah. Oh, how okay. they got Spartans? Well, that... Yeah. That I much I know. That much I know. They abducted the I don't kids. Because I, yeah. I don't trust this female whatsoever. I mean, the way she is with her daughter and everything is like a fight for some. They have like this inner turmoil. And I don't think she's, she may seem like she's looking out for Master Chief. She has her own agenda, and it's completely selfish. I don't think she comes off. She very... has a soft side. She has a side for Master Chief. That's like oh. not a. That's not a lie. So like when it when feels she, like Homelander and this chick. Uh... When she sees him as a kid, she sees him like her and Keys, her and Captain Keys, go and observe all the kids that they abduct, and you read the narrative of when she sees uh, John, and she's watching John and watches him playing King of the Hill with all these kids, and she just has this fascination with John. 
the entire time when he's going through his training with his whole squad. And sounds very. Like, she was like, John has always been her favorite. Cortana called it when in the books when she when you see Cortana for the first time, she calls it. Um, she picks John because of like everything that he's able to do. But essentially, like the program is horrible. Like they abduct kids, they don't tell the parents, and they replace the kid with a cybernetic replacement, like a clone. And the parents have no fucking idea. Is that what he's um, getting images of? Like well, his I don't, life? I don't, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know if they're going that route because you find out that his parents died from that disease and all that other stuff. So that I'm could not, all be lies. Yeah, that could all yeah. like be like well, what this, the well, we don't show. Well, we don't know if it's his mem if his memories have been altered or anything. Right, but I don't, I don't know if they're doing anything. Like if they're doing that, like that's like the first half of the book is them picking the kids up and talking about. It. I don't okay. know if they're doing it so versus. This doing... has been my question. Where so they're doing the book and they're doing, uh, I guess to some degree the the the, the game. Mm -hmm. Where did the where do the three line up with each other? What like if you three? the timeline. So like right now, if we're watching the show, we're still in book one. We're still in book one. Where where does this fill in the games? Game, or where does it fit in the, the game? game? The game starts them going on the pillar of autumn, going towards the original Halo ring. So you mm. have to get through the entire Halo Ring series of them going there, crashing, mm. unlocking the flood, then blowing it up. That's the first game. The second game, the Covenant find Earth and invade. And then you have the Arbiter. And that's when you start seeing the internal conflicts between What's the, the elite. Uh, the Arbiter is this holy warrior elite, the, the alien with the four, the predator looking one. Mm. Okay. There's always an Arbiter in their generations or something. There's always an Arbiter. It's a holy title. They're a warrior. There's a whole thing. There's a whole line of them. They're brought in into Halo 2. The elites, be he becomes a playable character. They decide to bring an internal conflict between the elites and the prophets, the ones in the floating chairs. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when you also introduce the brutes, which are like these big gorillas. And the elites get pushed out. And there ends up being a civil war between the covenant. the covenant. Yeah, within mm -hmm. the covenant. And so by Halo 3, you've got covenant on the UNSC side versus the prophets and the brutes. And then all the prophets are killed in three. And at that point I kind of lose the story from after three, cause you have four or five so and, and elite and eventually you join UNS UNSC. Yeah. Become, in the yeah. Uh -huh. hmm. Like, so in halo three, when you played multiplayer, instead of there being like four master chiefs, like uh, multiplayer co-op, instead of being their four master chiefs, like how it would be normally it's one master chief. One guy's the arbiter, who's voiced by Keith David, who's awesome, and I hope they bring voice. him back. Um, and then you have two random elites that join you, so that's how the party is made up in the in the four player so, campaign for Halo Halo Three. So Master Chief gets teamed up with not people from his team, but other elite aliens. Yeah, like that's just how they did in the game, but like just to show that it's so like it looks like there's not four fucking Master Chiefs running through the mission. It just makes it feel like it's Master Chief and a squad of elites that are with him going through it. Why wouldn't they uh, put other Spartans with him? So the other Spartans end up kind of being missing. Some of them die, but we don't. I think the Spartans show up in Halo Five. We see Blue Team. Some of Blue Team show up. I don't. I didn't play Halo Five, so I don't remember because I didn't. I didn't like the campaign. But in yeah, Halo I wasn't one, that two, great. And, Halo 1, 2, and 3. I'm surprised you didn't do Infinite by now. I have it, but then Destiny and, you know, you know my main <laughs> PlayStation. Um, exactly. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> 
I don't have that. I don't, Yo, I don't, Val is I'm here for joking. violence today. Yo. Okay, let's get like, like, router. About the spoiler. Destiny. And, uh, uh, Val, please. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, so okay. Halo, Halo, Halo One, Two, and Three. You don't really. There's nothing. There's no other Spartans mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, Halo Four and Five. Wait, I, Master Chief's the only Spartan. From what you know in the games, it feels like he's the only Spartan. The books flesh out that there are other Spartans, and you see Blue Team in Halo Five. By the time you get to Halo 4, 5, and 6, the Spartan program has expanded, and now anybody can be a fucking Spartan. That's kind of where we're at now in the Halo universe. It's not like this prestigious group because they're like Spartan 6s. Like Master Chief, Linda, Kelly, like that blue, they are the OG Spartans. Like OG, OG. But as everything progresses, you've got the new age. So, yeah. The new age shit laws. There you go. But I wouldn't get too deep in that. I wouldn't worry too. They're probably gonna. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna and... forget everything you just yeah, said. Yeah, I would say so we're okay. gonna probably. Gonna, I would think the the first book in the original trilogy is kind of where we're going with, and then mm. I would say that's where we're gonna stay. But I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to see but where they, they do go. Go ahead, Val. Far I'm loving it. No, yeah, yeah, I was like, the conversations we had, like you know, we I was saying we all got to see this show, and I'm like, I can't wait to see what they with where they go with the series, I, and like. To your credit, like you said, Tony, I hope they do get a second season. Um, it's it's going to probably be one of the bigger shows on Paramount Plus, which actually I think does help it because the fact is this is that the only yeah. thing that Paramount Plus is kind of known for right now is Star Trek and Yellowstone. Um, so they need to widen their library and um, keeping fingers crossed is that they extend to a second season. Well, they're of doing, um, they, so they somehow picked up a lot of these stuff from um, MTV and yep. they're doing a Teen Wolf movie. Yep. So they yeah, and the the TV Teen Wolf? Yes. Which I enjoyed that series. I don't care how corny it was. Wow, my homie, let's go. I loved that series. I loved oh, it. I man. loved it. I loved it. It dived into so many different types of monsters creatures and, and monsters. Oh, and so good. It expanded that world for me entirely. I loved it. I love it. It felt Styles like a, is my favorite character. Felt- Yo, Styles is my dude. That, that, that made me love Dylan O'Brien as a person. Like, I yep. was just like, he's a Met fan. He, I feel like he is Styles, though, like in real life. Absolutely. It's just, Absolutely. Love him. Um, you lost okay, me I see wolf. you guys. Don't I just see Michael J. Listen, I just know the Michael J. Fox team wolf. If, <laughs> so, so, legit, like, they're, well, they're going to do a, a continuation of, of where they left off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like they got a <laughs> lot of the main cast. They just talked to um, Tyler Hecklin to come back. So it looks like insane, uh, like production wise. Like what they're trying to do is like, oh, okay, because y'all left it off on some like wild, crazy, like vague note that like just. Well, they need to compete. They need more content because with what's in the streaming news as of late, HBO and Discovery coming together. So we don't know how that's going to change the content. Coming together, and we still got that Crunchyroll, uh, <clears throat> Crunchyroll and Funimation, and a lot of the things that people are not I talking about HBO is AMC, just... AMC, and um, what is it? Uh, High Dive, those merged too. What's High Dive? High Dive was another anime, anime app. thing that was on Verve, but I think Crunchyroll pulled from um, from HBO Max because when I when I looked at the thing, it really? doesn't it doesn't show up on there, and I was like. Interesting. It still has some anime on there, but it doesn't have Crunchyroll, if I'm not mistaken. They weren't Which, they weren't very big on the Crunchyroll library they anyway. Weren't. They Crunchyroll library fucking was stuck. trash. But now you're mm-hmm. so I'm I wouldn't be surprised if very, very soon we get a Crunchyroll Funimation proper app 
actually it's it's running. it's already being announced um funimation has been because i have the funimation app and mm. through the app it's saying that I personally pretty much the they're funimation moving app. They're, they're looking to move everyone from the Funimation app to Crunchyroll. They're like, everyone who has Funimation, you get three months of Crunchyroll free to move over. And they've already said all new I stuff is going to means. Crunchyroll. I want to know what that means for Verve, because I want to keep my Verve. Verve is good. I enjoyed it, Verve for what it was at the time. Me I, know, I still ended up keeping it. Since most, since most of my main stuff is on, on Hulu, since Hulu. I don't I don't I don't derive from the trend line when it comes to anime. Right. I, I'm a Hulu watcher. You know, it's it's gonna yeah. it's eventually Crunchyroll's gonna control on, it all. When Hulu was like, we allow downloads, I was like, bye bye, Verve. <laughs> I think it's all gonna be controlled by Crunchyroll though, because with High Dive, High Dive had like Sentai Works, which was the one of the anime studios. Um, if they, they lock down, stuff. if what they need to do is they need to lock down Mappa. They lock down Mappa, they'll get everybody. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna. They, it's I'll again. To know what that is too. That's the to studio behind One Punch Man yeah. and, and oh, okay, uh, okay. Attack on Titan. Yeah, yep. the newer Ooh, okay. seasons. Mappa's okay, okay. A, Mappa's been doing a yeah. lot of the. Because the, Toei or already is under um, Funimation. Also, too. Also, too. Crunchyroll has a step up because they've been focusing on originals too. So they've been doing a lot of originals with like their webtoons. Um, was it the deal they have God, webtoons? They yep. did. Uh, High school, high school, uh, Tower God, high school, God of High School, God of High School, which was a webtoon, and they turned it into an anime. Um, there's there's a few of them, yeah. um, that is on there, and um, they've been pushing for more original. They even got um, what was it, a lock on some of the Blade Runner anime stuff. Yeah. So they Crunchy was going to be very big right now in the anime scene. <laughs> Um, and I was, I think they also help fund some of the anime conventions in the US, so they're they're tied into it's a lot of stuff. It's probably a very interesting 2022 with all these mergers and uh, all these moves being made. We got shows being released and announced, we got shows ending, we got shows coming in, we got movies coming in, and yeah, it's it's gonna be a very I want to see like from where like now two weeks into april roughly two and a half weeks into april where we are like december with as much content as we get because i almost there's too much to watch well we're gonna have to do that 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 end of the year list of like shit that we watched that we, well, we were able to talk about on the show well val is <laughs> going to be in charge of two episodes so you know we we, we want those episodes val what, what's the topic so when when you're word? ready when you're ready oh wait word what you got val I got nothing because he put me on the spot just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, when when, when, they, when, when, when Val comes up, I'll we, think we of something. Uh, um, I'll, I'll think of something that you guys don't normally watch. Oh, oh, okay. It's gonna make us deep dive down into the show. Oh, damn. I don't I think know. I, I'm, I, think I, don't I, know. I think I, I think I, I, oh shit. I don't even watch as much as I think I'd like to watch. I probably watch the most because I have the most time to have stuff playing in the background while I'm editing or doing. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Time, but no, this has been a great episode, guys. We 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 yeah, uh, for those who watch it, this one. long one. This is we haven't had a long one in a long time. So we want to thank those who are still with us. Yes, going strong. Now we're forty-seven minutes of a great episode of us talking. Um, our well, tone geeking out with Halo because you know tone is the Halo encyclopedia. Thank you for that tone. I'm not because I did not, not just, uh, yet. You just you just some top ooh. level knowledge. One day. One day, we will be doing 
What's that? Star Wars trivia. Oh, can we do that now? <laughs> what? You just, I just Let's got excited. Last, last 13 minutes. <laughs> do what? one card. One card. One card. One card. One card. I'm not even going to pretend. We will do one card. I'm not even going to pretend that I have that. Like, I don't have the deep knowledge. I mean, knowledge. I don't have right. the deep knowledge, you're, but I'd like to test myself. You're a liar, myself. sir. You don't have that deep knowledge. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, no, it was dope. Thank you, Boombop. So I got. Uh, so we'll do this for the last few minutes. I'm. I'm I got. So I gotta thank my mother-in-law for this one. She got me the Appreciate Mandalorian um, trivia set. So here's the first question. So do you guys want to go the child path or the Mandalorian path? Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Okay. Question. Sorry. What does Mando freeze? What What does Mando freeze his bounties in for safe delivery? Carbonite. Oh damn! Yeah. That's an easy I didn't, one. Even, I didn't even get. I even get to read it. Shit. It's, I mean, to... I mean, bounty hunter freezing Star Wars yeah, carbonite. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's another one. What's um, the, the child, child path. One? Oh, the child one. Yeah. What piece of equipment does the Mandalorian acquire, allowing uh, him to fly? The dark saber, the jetpack, uh, or the jetpack. Jetpack. Stuff. Oh, is this meant to like the child is like for for kid kid friendly uh, trivia? Well, it's it's right. it's a point system. So the child's one point. The Mandalorian's two points. Oh, they're multiple choice. Stuff. Yeah, oh, multiple okay. choice. It's pretty oh, cool. You didn't even get to finish. That's what he's saying. Oh, uh, that's, uh, got it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, don't do the multiple choice. Yeah, don't. They're all multiple answer. choice. Don't do um, just, just I don't have a scantron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Texas instrument. Let's go. Pull it out. Oh um, so you guys want to go the child path or the Mandalorian path? Mandalorian. Uh, what does Quill ask Kara Dune to conceal? Quill asks Cara Dune. Cara Dune is the wrestler. Um, to conceal. No, uh, I don't remember. Do you guys want me to? Because it is multiple. Read the choice. options. Yeah. Okay. God damn it. Because <laughs> when you hear him, you're gonna know. Um, a her hair. B her injury. Her tattoo. Or D- her tattoo. Her tattoo. I just remember now. Oh, yep. her her rebel, her rebel tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So the child question is: What surrounds Magistrate Morgan? Elizabeth's town. Uh, so, so, so you want to read the options there? Uh, oh, a, wait, is that, the, is that the town that Ahsoka attacked? Um, I, yeah. Wasn't it like a wall? So I'll read the answers. A, dead trees. Oh, a swamp. B, a swamp. A swamp. Like, it's a swamp. C, a lava tide. It's a swamp. As soon as you said what's around it, I, I swamp, right? Is that your dead final trees. answer? Dead trees. It's dead trees, but it looks like a swamp. It's dead oh trees. Oh my god. Dead trees. They made it look, it looks like the swamp. Wait, not, so not, no, Dagobah looks like a real swamp. I would think that it is dead trees. Dead trees. It would make more sense. Because yeah. if so, it was more oh, swampy, that's, it'd be more like this, that's the that's the one that um that, that we saw Ahsoka on when we see her and she's yeah. going yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So these are how many cards we have. Okay. I definitely, we should definitely do a show of that. I mean, we should do more trivia. It, uh, I love trivia. I hate it. I hate it. You don't hate it. Dude. Well, no, because I get super competitive. I get, <laughs> I get really badly competitive. Me too. I love it. Yeah, they're all multiple choice wow, questions. Don't encourage this behavior, fam. There's don't multiple. Do it. We 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 had we we had uh what was it the the cards against with the questions against right. livers, which you know I danked oh, home because my liver yeah, survived that uh, night. But yeah, we should do that. Little Nerd Special. We're, we're we'll have a that. trivia night. We'll do a trivia night. Little Nerd Special. Of, the Game of Thrones questions that Law had to we, find. I had to like find and make. You know, well, uh, no, we, we got to do something where all of us are 
equally somewhat knowledgeable of. You can't have no, no. Batman? Come on. I don't know if that's an equal knowledge. It needs to be just general, like the pop culture stuff that we know. Listen, like, I'm all, not, I'm not all like down a, for the host. Not a, not a specific, specific topic. Thing. Oh, right. I got a host. <laughs> oh, you got hosts? Oh, damn. No, no, no. no. I mean, I mean, I mean losers, losers take a shot. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Or sip. We don't want to get killed. I'll, uh, I'll get my Jameson ready. <laughs> I'll have my Henny on deck. Oh, damn. There like we a, go. Like a true New Yorker. Tell me you're from right. the Bronx. Not tell me you're from the Bronx. Right. That's right. I don't know any other Kodiak except you know, she, right. said it with, she said it so casually. I, I'll have uh, I'll have my Hennessy on get deck. Uh, I got to get, yep. get my Henny. I got to get my Henny. Are you going to do the picture? I already have it. Yeah, you got Tim's, it. Yeah, Tim's you by the door, picture? too? Yeah, I, I'll, have, I'll make sure I have the Tim's ready, too. Let's go. Tim's, the, the New York, fitted. the Yankee fitted. There you go. A baby fat bubble jacket? <laughs> nah, nah. I don't do the baby fat. I don't do the baby fat. I wasn't with it. I didn't support it. I didn't support it. <laughs> you got the big hoops, though. You got, listen, you oh, like, I always, you, always. You're like I'm so 95% new. there. Yeah. <laughs> Almost there, man. Oh, oh man. But uh, it's been great. So we'll 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 <laughs> put something one. together with the trivia. We'll we'll put that together. Have some fun with it. Um, yeah. Bring some special this year because we haven't done one yet. So it'll have to be like when we have a break, and I think we have a break coming after. Um... Oh, what's on the docket? Let's see. And, and no, it would be after uh, Obi Wan. I know, but I'm I'm looking. I mean, we got five minutes. All right, so we've got man, we've got episode three. No, after Obi Wan is Miss Marvel. Um, yeah. is it? No, so so okay, so. so so check it out. So at so Moon Knight, the last episode, because it's six episodes, six episodes is is uh Star Wars Day, May 4th. Um, and then Obi-Wan doesn't happen until Star Wars Celebration, and we're getting a two-episode drop, which I believe is either on the 25th or the 27th, but we're getting two episodes to drop. Yeah, towards the end of the month. It's toward the end of the month. Um, so there is some space in the week in between. There's space between the last episode of Moon Knight will be on the 11th, which means we have the 18th and the 25th to do something. Um, now, the 11th is the Moon Knight finale and our Doctor Strange episode, because Doctor Strange comes out the weekend of the 6th. Um, You're looking at Wednesdays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, so Moon Knight ends on May 4th. We'll talk about it on May 11th. Doctor Strange comes out on um, the 5th or the 6th, depending on where you're at. We'll also talk about that on the 11th. So we'll have an extra long episode that day as well. Ooh, ooh, well, damn. Yep. I know we're live. Here you go. That's just how it all works, folks. We look at these <laughs> dates and go based off what we memorized. Um, and then I also, and then also, if I recall, May 5th is also when fucking Stranger Things drops. So that is also that. That is a big weekend for stuff. Ooh, man. We got oh a lot. We got a lot. Oh my god, it's so much. It's gonna be a good year. Actually, we it is. We, it is. All, and especially all the stuff like, that not got that much of a break back between too. May and June because That's the boys' season three dropped in boys June. Season three mm. dropped in June, and either independent of how it goes, we'll either do a half and a half, or we'll do the first three episodes because we'll get a three episode yeah, drop. Yeah, we are gonna be. Busy ass nerves this year. Uh, I'm hoping we get season two of Invincible. <laughs> Val, you got to read it. 
Uh, wow. Oh, damn. Pulled out. Yo, 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 Firing shots at each other all day. I'm here for it. Because um, oh, Val's the only one that reads shit. So you know what? <laughs> it's true. It's I, true. I've made well, some progress. Um, I found a, but I it's been a while. Because the Thrawn trilogy, so I, I told stuff. you I got yeah, yeah, sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, you, you, were, you were reading that. You were reading that. I'm on book three now. I found out that he got. So he reinvigorated the clones. Yeah, Thrawn's a G. Yo, he's genius. I'm Thrawn? like, why don't I you put him on screen? I haven't read it. I haven't <laughs> me, read me it yet. Me just like, go on. I haven't Sorry, read it yet, we can, Thrawn, I can go on forever. Thrawn is a G. He is such a G. He is one of the only aliens to rank up in the Imperial. I like, know. He is a but, G. So from what I understand... Okay, I'm sorry, guys. You know what? Go, 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 go. They're like, uh-huh. Go, go. We want this. So Thrawn, from what I understood, for him to get Grand Admiral, but because he wasn't human, um, the Emperor was not, he's racist or whatever, so he would give him only the outer skirts to run. And the way he rose up over the other Admirals when the Emperor was killed, this series is based on after the we're fall of to, the Empire. Exactly. And so they're building, trying to rebuild the Jedi mm -hmm. and he's like, nah, they're still at war. I never imagined the story in between where they're still fighting for the universe after they kill the emperor. So it, it's it's crazy how he holds on to that power grasp and he's he's so calculating. This this character's so like a million times ahead and I can't, if, if we get it the right way in Ahsoka, it's gonna be so crazy. Tim Timothy Zahn created one of the one of the one of the best characters extended universe characters so just so Absolutely. i know you're reading so you're reading the first trilogy that's not yes. canon yes correct and then and then you're going to read the revamp trilogy that yes. timothy zahn did okay yes okay okay cool yeah cuz i'm they, on the third book now of timothy did that the first trilogy did the trilogy twice yes i know oh, i'm telling the guys oh okay Sorry. yeah the the that that <laughs> that trilogy came out in the 90s Thrawn has been around for a long, long time. People love Thrawn. And then because they brought him back, and I think they brought him back in Rebels and all this stuff, Timothy Zahn came back and redid the trilogy for Thrawn in the new... Was that before or after the Rebels? I think it was I think it was after. I could be wrong. I just remember it was a big to-do when he came back and did the Because the trilogy. reason I decided to read this is because I love the character in Rebels. When I watched I mean, Rebels, I was like, this is, is crazy. In the back, you got... <laughs> I thought uh, that it was so good. Anyway, no, okay. This is what I was saying, forget so after, it. But you guys so, like go ahead. So, so after after you finish Thrawn, whenever you finish, sorry folks, you're still on listening to this. But I mean, it's cool that you're hanging out with us. I'm here for it. We appreciate y'all. This usually happens in the green room, but we're here now. We're doing it right. Live, right? right, we're doing uh, it. We're going so, straight in. So after you look at that two hour. After you finish the, which if you're gonna do both, do both. Cool. After you finish those six books or those three, read the Rule of Two. Read the Darth Bane series. Darth Bane? It's, yes. It's amazing. I love it. I like they will know they will tell you Darth Bane is my favorite Sith Lord. He's a fucking badass. Bald guy represent. I'm here for it. Like <laughs> <laughs> he he uh he created the rule of two, apprentice and a master. There's only two, no more. Um mm -hmm. that whole thing, that whole lineage. Timothy Zahn wrote that as well. I don't think of Timothy's. I don't remember Timothy's okay, on, okay. but that's really fucking. It's really fucking good. Um, it's it, he created that whole that whole lineage of apprentice and master, and how the apprentice kills the master. That started from him, and 
it's 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 a really cool story and you find you meet how he meets his apprentice who's this really badass chick he finds her as a girl grows her up and she eventually you know does the thing that they're supposed to do and just it continues on um after you read those three read the darth plagueis book the darth plagueis have you heard the tale of darth plagueis yes if you read that you read the darth plagueis book and you you find out like darth plagueis's plans and then he when he brings in emperor Pal- palpatine essentially from Naboo mm. and how that all happens up until Palpatine kills him. And Darth Plagueis is around for a good while. Like mm. he isn't dead. Like when, when he presents that story to Anakin, mm-hmm. he isn't dead for all these years. Like he's recently been murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was that like, much. I, I knew like he was recently murdered while Palpatine was had, um, Darth Maul, Count Dooku did all that stuff. Darth Plagueis was like still around. He like he recently killed him when because he wanted that um, just to power. Just to do that. Yeah, but it's 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 a really good book. That one's also really good. Okay. Uh, when I that's how I got back into I got into Star Wars. Got back into Star Wars books was I was in Barnes and Nobles and looking in the Star Wars section. And I mm-hmm. saw Darth Plagueis and I was like. That's what happened to me. Yes, like Thrawn. <laughs> I was like Thrawn. Oh, let me get this. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then the Darth Bane book because my uncle always told me read the Darth Bane books. But we are and going it's fun because to... it's the old Republic and there's oh, there's just all and the that Jedi. Is time. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap up. Let's finish this <laughs> in the green room. Anyway, we, we want to thank we, we want to thank everyone we for guys. joining us. We appreciate you guys, man. And this deluxe episode, we yeah. got the two hour mark. Harry, wait, one, two, three.